I love my little girls more than anything, and I said to myself, oh, no, don't, you can't, don't say that. But I had underestimated him. He went on, I would rather see my little girls die now, still believing in God, than have them grow up under communism and one day die all right, this is James Carey, uh, one of the hosts of The Left is Dead, but I am on my own here tonight because liberals in Portland don't know how to run electricity. Obviously, they don't wake up before 3 p.m., so they may not have even noticed it was off until recently. But either way, Jake is out of commission. Um, this won't be an official episode. It'll be a bonus episode because I'm going alone. We'll have a guest later in the week. But either way... Um, I have two of my close friends here who are law students going on being lawyers. I don't even know if they're law students anymore. That may be inaccurate. One of them is, I think. <laughs> but either way, uh, they're two close friends of mine. Due to the fact that they're going into the American justice system, I will only refer to them as the USA lawyer duo of two playboys, Franklin and Bash. Those will be their code names. Uh, it was probably one of the greatest shows of the late Obama era. And we encourage all our audience to watch it and anything with Breckenmeyer, including the 2001 classic Rat Race, which was the final film before 9-11. So it has a huge cultural significance. This is my analysis of it. But either way, I'm going to dive into this bonus episode so I don't keep them all night. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about how leftists end up going into law because I know both of them and they're not scumbags and they're still lawyers. So uh, I'll introduce them in a minute here and we'll just get going on it. This will be a kind of casual conversation, but you're used to that shit anyway. students you're right you were yeah. right on that Neither okay we plan to be lawyers one day nobody's giving legal advice i'm just going to be <laughs> questioning you on why you did this so here i am back with my guests franklin and bash uh two students at the cornell law school <laughs> it's not important you don't no. even know where they go to fucking school assholes anyway let's, let's, give, it a, let's give it a fake name yeah it's the upstairs Hollywood Law no, School. No, we go to where's American goes? Samoa School of Law. Yeah, American Samoa School of Law. They are in the law program at uh, Brigham Young. <laughs> <laughs> They're both FLDS. They plan to leave the church once they graduate to go join <laughs> the weirdos in Colorado City. But either way, Franklin and Bash here, which again, watch this great show. I've never seen it, but I recommend it. Um, Either way, I wanted to talk to you two guys about your, I mean, dude, fuck, that's edited. God damn it. Sorry. That's getting edited. Bash. So bash. I paused the recording so I know where it happened. All right. <laughs> so bash. Um, I don't know as much about you as I do about Franklin here. 
can you tell me, I don't know, do you have any, like, typical, uh, I know it's hard to fucking put it in a box, dude, but do you have any, like, actual, like, defined political doctrine or what? I, I used to call myself a libertarian socialist, but sometimes people will seize on libertarian and completely forget the socialist part. So lately I go by anarchist or anarcho-socialist. All right, I can deal with that. And uh, Franklin, why don't you explain what the fuck you are? A Marxist-Leninist. Yeah, we don't need to dive too into Franklin's views because okay. they're closer to mine. How 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 is an anarch how is an, an anarchist a Marxist-Lenin and a Marxist-Leninist both go to law school? Not like a comedy show that's on TV. Jim's asking the questions. Calm down. Well, he had a good point. You could get good points in. I don't care. I know. This is a shit-talking session. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I don't know. I, I just, it is confusing to me, which is why I want to talk about this. And actually, I'd like to have Bash on for a separate episode to talk more about his ideology, because some of those words confuse me. But It's basically Bakunin. I'm not reading that. <laughs> you know, let's, listen. Franklin over here got mad at me for reading Rousseau. Oh, not reading that shit. So either way, let's start with this. What motivated you guys to actually go into law? And why shouldn't I call you white privileged pieces of shit? Bash? My friends went to jail and it made me sad. That makes sense. Oh, come on. Give them more than that. Yeah, give me a little longer answer. That's not your first experience with the legal system. You got to go through oh, a lot of school, bro. Oh, come, oh, no, fuck no. You're anonymous. I'm not, you I'm want not. to go into detail? I had a shitty, my parents had a shitty divorce and I felt powerless as all fucks. So I want to help other people who feel powerless because of the legal system. All right. All right. That's an adequate answer because that is, and I'll say, let's get it out of the way before I let Franklin answer the question. Uh, I've had experience on the other side. I've had both public defenders and let's call them a certain people who I prefer to hire as lawyers that, that happen to do the best at it. Um, those have been my paid attorneys. But at the same time, I, I just, you know, it's an interesting perspective because, yeah, dude, the law system is a fucking abusive piece of shit. It sucks ass. It doesn't do anything. I've been in the prisons in this state where there's like no rehabilitation programs and 40 year olds who somehow never learned to read, which is a complete failure on the state. So I get the anger, but um, Franklin, why don't you go ahead and explain? Why I went to law school? Yeah. What drove you into this direction as a leftist? All right. Well, first of all, the, I didn't have the idea when I was a leftist. I, uh, it literally was just the route of employment and insurance for me. I knew the right people. I met, you know, I went to, to, to Catholic school, you know, couldn't really, my parents couldn't really afford it. I'm going to talk about that, you know, like I, I, I really, you know, I wasn't a typical private school, you know, family. I went to private school and uh, I made the right friends in private school and uh, I had internship opportunities in college and the law route kind of just presented itself and uh i kind of weirdly enough changed my 
sort of path with it, you know, as I've done. I'm, I'm a part-time student, so this is my, I'm, I'm in my 10th semester of five years of law school right now, so I'm a very different person than I was when I first started it and when I first wanted to do the law school route, but I don't know. As of now, you know, why want to, you know, not drop out and, you know, you know, be a whore for the rest of my life or whatever. Like, why I want to keep going with it? Like, is that? Uh, I don't know. Mate, really, just I, 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 I hate to, to borrow from what Bobby said, but fucking people just need lawyers, and uh, I, and they, they, they don't. I don't know. Can't really access them all the time. I, that's not really echoing what you said, but like, I don't know. I, I want to fucking truthfully just. Hold law, like I don't know. I want to hold personally. I want to hold lawyers and doctors and other professionals just to the highest standard and sort of stop the uh, abuses. Yeah, sep separate the, the 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 line of licensed professionals from ordinary people and to make sure that these doctors and lawyers are treating their fucking clients and patients with the utmost respect as their you know state certified professional license grants them. Yeah, and so, frankly. Franklin went to private school, but I have the prestigious certification they call a GED. Yeah, Franklin cheated and used a bunch of Catholic connections that he had that I didn't get. So, and here well, I am out doing more work for the church. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, actually, Bass, that's interesting. How did you end up going from a GED into law school? Kind of a direct route, actually. <laughs> wow. Actually. <laughs> actually. Because so I so I quit so I quit high school because not a huge so, fan of being because I had no intention of pursuing higher education. I'm not a huge fan of being told what to do. So I drop out when they're like, "Your grades suck. Get out, get out." And then and then I spent a while hanging out with shady people. And then like hanging out with shady people about caused me to realize you know people need lawyers, and I bet I could do some good here. So I got this idea. Hey, I think I should be a lawyer or a social worker. So I tried going to college for a bit, but dropped out again. Then once then tried it again a few years later, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is this isn't this isn't too bad. But I definitely shouldn't be a social worker because I'm not down for telling people how to live their life. I'm down for letting people live the life the way they fucking choose and enabling them to do so. So criminal defense was the only route that like really like stuck out in front of me. Yeah, I know a lot of social a workers. Of saying the diversity acceptance. <laughs> a lot of social workers are like big time libs, dude. I know. It's I know, like. I mean, you know, it's not my place to tell people what to do. It's my place to help people be their best self. And that's what you can do. And that's what I feel like I can do here. But yeah, that's interesting too, because let's talk about what kind of law you guys are going into. You're not seeking out a partnership at private practice in Southfield, I'm assuming. So I mean, what are your plans? I mean, what are, what are you aiming to do, both of you individually, when you actually pass the bar and decide to go into law? I want to be a public defender. All right, Franklin. I uh, want to safely ride out my death contract with Big Law that I've signed <laughs> a long time ago, and uh, I want to, you know, kind of get my benefits from that. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I want to, you know, pay my fucking debts off. God knows I am indebted, you know, over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I'm, you know, not even out of my twenties yet. I'm only accruing debt. Like, right. I don't want to pay off my debts, but I want to, like, you know, allow 
you know, the banks to be, you know, foolish enough to give me more fucking <laughs> debt. Like, right. I want them to like think that I'm good for it. Then so they'll give me more credit or whatever. But after that, I kind of want to, you know, join. Fucking hell, dude. I mean, truthfully, I'm no lawyer. You don't want to join back. God damn it. <sighs> Shit. Yeah. Well, it's here now. So. <laughs> Truthfully, I want to join Batch. It's getting censored. I'm putting a loud beep over that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but ready. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like, I want to get my, you know, and, you know, my health insurance and my fucking, you know, debts paid off with, you know, the, the big law. I'm not going to be like a practicing like attorney for big law. I just kind of have a, a nice internal position. In a, in a weird corporate position that's all i'll say about that it's it it's truly is a mess and it's paying off and i'm, I'm gonna reap the rewards but I'm, I'm sorry but like i didn't have help care for a long time no that's so. it's, it's <laughs> perfectly fucking reasonable the right. fucking dude i there's nothing worse than like a leftist who will tell you like oh it's unreasonable for you to want to be financially stable because that's like a bourgeois value you know, uh, like, but, but, but like, what, but I don't want to, you know, but there is there, the fact is that there's a fucking trap of that. There's a common trap. It's a, it's, it's, it's a well known thing in law is that, oh, I'm just going to, you know, you know, work for big law and pay off my debts. I literally talk about this in, to my therapist. Like, like, dude, I think I'm like, am I going to follow the dark side? Am I going to fucking get twisted? Am I going to work for big law for the rest of my life and not be able to break away and like do the things that I want to do with this degree? But, Truthfully, I want I want to be a pri- I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to be a private investigator. I want to like Hell there yeah. there are like instances where I've seen like I have like I have like people I have friends who like have more money than like you could bl- you could burn in a year right if you had endless gasoline right they have more brag right and, like, and he no he had to fucking hire private investigators right and he the only way he was able to afford private investigators to prove that his deranged you know child's mother was which who's i don't know god knows right now but like in order to like you know prove that you know child's uh, child protection services was you know fucking his kid up and like screwing his kid over like he had to spend thousands like literally tens of thousands of dollars like upwards of eighty thousand dollars to protect his kid and get his kid in like this in, in safe hands and away from from you know dangerous hands and like i like you know it took private investigators i'm like like kids million like thousands of kids are in that situation who who, like can't afford that and that was i don't know i want to fucking you know help kids in in those situations i guess that's a good that's a good that's a good thing to do but basically i'm gonna i'm gonna work for uh for for my pal sparky over here what's your real name uh bash bash sparky sparky bash sparky bash whatever i'm working for bash over here i'm gonna that's not the character name sparky bash I'm gonna eventually work for Bash and and, and, and do some PI work for him. So we're, we're just gonna fuck over, you know, evil people and save good kids. Oh yeah. Yeah, you guys can be like that when Matthew McConaughey and fucking Woody Harrelson go crazy in the end of True Detective season one. Hell yeah. <laughs> that can be you guys connecting strings in a storage locker. <laughs> What a dream. No, um, I do find it admirable that the bash here, you know, you have political convictions and you're going into a field of law that as far as like public defense and criminal defense, you know, 
obviously good criminal defense is unobtainable for the majority of fucking defendants. Um, I think the max I've been able to shell out is maybe like a couple grand on last minute notice. So like high quality private representation in criminal law is hard to find. And so, and public defenders, I mean, they're obviously overburdened by the system to make them less effective. Some you really know. do amazing work. Like I wouldn't pick public defenders with broad brush. Broad no, I, do, I don't. I don't. I, I don't even think it's, I, I want to state that I don't think it's them even being malicious. I think it's the fact that like courts intentionally overload public defenders to make them less effective on cases. I hate to interject on your part, but just can consider the amount of money that we as taxpayers fucking shell out for prosecution. Yeah. Right. Minuscule amount of that money that we shell out for fucking, you know, a fair, I'm doing the thing with my fingers, a fair equal justice system where the fucking defense gets no fucking money. Yeah. So, so, so last summer I did an internship at the, the watery, at the watery place public defender's office. And they actually have charity with their prosecutors and they have, it's a pretty good experience there. Like I would trust the watery place public defender's office. That Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, it's kind of a crapshoot from oh. my experience. You know oh. what I mean? And again, I don't always blame them either because I know they're buried under a bunch of bullshit, like impossible cases that the fucking, you know, the actual court is giving them. I know their dockets are fucking slammed, you know? They're not the type of people who will, like, make lawyer visits because they literally don't have time. Yeah. So it's interesting. How do you, as someone of, like, a left persuasion plan to go about, you know, your, your time as, I don't know, either a public defender or a criminal defender in general? Bro, you gonna defend rapists though? Oh, that fucking question. I don't care about that. And me, fucker. This is about yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I love though. Everyone's like, everyone's like, hey, I'm hey, I'm really smart. I'm so smart you'll never heard this before. Do you know that if you're a criminal offender, you'll have to defend bad people? And it's like, yeah, you really come up with a risk an original idea, motherfucker. <laughs> Sit down. That's what it's for. If anybody believes in this bullshit, that's supposed to be what it's for. Yeah, oh man, man, my, one of my bu- one of my buddies once like cornered me at a party really drunk. He's like, oh, "You're gonna lock, you're gonna defend what bad people are." I'm like, "No, I'm not." He's like, "I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I'm, that's how it works." He's like, "No, you're not." I'm like, "Yes, I am." He's like, "I'm like, oh my god, damn, just shut up." Yeah, you're gonna defend bad people who hypothetical bad people who've not been convicted of actually doing anything yet. Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I? Like, what do you want me to be? You want me to be the lawyer and the judge and the executioner too? They want you to be that guy from fucking, uh, what's it? Counselor. With fucking Robert De Niro, Cape Fear. That's <laughs> like, who they want you to be. Like we live in a world of shades. We live in a world of shades of gray and I can accept that. Yeah. You no, you gotta be the guy who put Robert De Niro in prison by hiding evidence. <laughs> That's the ultimate achievement. Um, well, you know, to answer your question, I'm like, like, I've got an anxiety problem. I like to be distracted all the time. So I'm just going to be a fucking workaholic. That's the answer. That's good. You'll need it. <laughs> because I, I, you know, criminal cases are so complicated and so typically stacked against fucking defendants. Because obviously, I don't, you know, 
even a convict is dumb enough to realize this is about like conviction rates and everything like that. The guilty plea is obviously forced on people who don't necessarily deserve it. Well, that's a fuck daily basis. Yeah, that's that's done to people on a daily basis. So like that's a whole f- other fuck you know it's talking so point. Like, but yeah, it's it, it's admirable because like I think even Franklin here, you know. Luckily, he has all those tattoos and his haircut. Um, I don't think he'll. I don't think you'll fall to the uh, dark side unintentionally here. You're not going to the dark side. Because I think, yeah, I think with a, an actual political basis, you're you have something stronger than most people going into law, which is why most people go into like what corporate law. Uh, sides with the prosecution. Yeah, I mean, or I don't chase know. ambulances. I, I, I was, I was trying. To, I was talking to Bash about this. He disagreed with me earlier, but I was trying to say that there's in general, I, I, in general, I see two types of of law people, right? There is the law, which I see this. I see the fucking same thing about doctors. My doctors the same goddamn way, right? There's two types of people who do it, right? Like I can divide them down the middle in the broadest category of I'm doing it for the dough, or I'm doing it to help people, right? Right. And like to me, like it, it, I, I can understand like somebody who's like you know I'm you know I'm doing I'm I'm becoming a doctor I'm becoming a lawyer to you know to help people and also like you know it, it's a good thing that it's a good way to take care of me and my own right but like whatever they say first I feel like you, you can judge a lot about it by a, a doctor or a lawyer in that regard. Can I have well, to like can I have to say those those because there's a third one there are people I have no idea people are like I have no idea why I'm here. That's the third category. I don't know why I'm doing this. That's the fucking they're the, the legacies who like. Yep, are, yeah, the, I was gonna say, are those the people with dads? Yep. yep yeah. Yep. They got a fucking thirty-year like partnership lined up for them. And they don't even want it. Yeah, those dudes are cool in a way <laughs> because they'll probably just destroy their dad's law firm once he dies. I think- like on the first day of law school, I met this I met this guy. And I'm just like, yo, dude, you look like rich person JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's and that's that's why I wanted to talk to you guys because typically you associate that type of person with law school, right? Similar as you do to like medical school. So honestly, Franklin is gonna disagree with me like fucking crazy here, but I've met a hell of a lot of weird, interesting people in law school. More than elsewhere, definitely more than undergrad. Like and I think. If as far as people go, it feels more like community college. Well, that's the thing. Let me say, I, I won't say where, but you guys do go to like a smaller college. You know what I mean? It's not, it, it's big and it's a decent size, but it's not on the the scale of like the schools that crank out like the snakes. Yep. Yeah, you know, we've got, sna- we do have some snakes though. I'm sure. And it's, like, if you go, like, for example, if you go to places like Harvard or the University of Michigan or York or Yale or fucking, uh, you know, any of those big, you know, top 10 law schools, like, the, the professors at the schools are literally war criminals. Like, the guy who literally wrote, war literally, criminals. Literally, literally, war literally criminals. fucking war criminals. The guy who wrote the fucking torture, torture memo, yeah. Is a fucking law professor. Like, are you kidding really? me? 
exactly. And I was like taught, you know, one of my professors that I took for a, not even a law class, it was a political science class. I'm like, yeah, I went to school with this cocksucker, and now he's fucking teaching law at this school. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about we're talking about John Yu, the author of the short. Yeah, um, yeah. The teacher at UCLA. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. A lot of them do, though. I mean, that's ha- it happens to a lot of fucking anybody who serves in like a presidency has a fucking you know honorary degree and shit like that. But man, I'm just saying, like, even though he was a lawyer, but like, imagine you're starting off with like finding one of your first professors is torture memo guy. I, if cool. I went to that law school, I would probably be one of those people that you see on the news throwing exposures. I mean, man, you don't you don't want to you don't want to get an answer wrong in his class. <laughs> well, he gets harassed all the time, doesn't he? Hopefully, I have no idea. I believe so. I don't know if it's as frequent now, but he has gotten um, he's been harassed in the past on campus because people fucking know who he is. Obviously. <laughs> Imagine voluntarily taking a class with him. All I did was write a few memos saying that people should be tortured, and now people are mad for some reason. This is really cancel culture run amok. <laughs> That's true. I'm scared of it. What do you, uh, this is kind of a fucking sidetrack, but what do you guys think of, um, I don't know. How do I put this? Decent, like district attorneys and stuff. Um, I've told, uh, Franklin a couple of times about how like what um Krasner is doing in Philadelphia where he's like dropped cash bonds the first day he entered office like a bunch of sad sack fucking prosecutors had all their fucking stupid lawyer like trinkets in their boxes and they were all crying outside because they quit because uh, Krasner said, like, we're not going to have cash bail. We're not going to punish, like, drug crimes. And we're not going to fucking pursue charges on dumb shit. And that was enough to just make people fucking, like, it was like 30 prosecutors walked out. Do you think there's a chance that, like, because of, uh, like, a DA is an electoral position, do you think there's any chance to, like, move to fucking get better DAs? Because I noticed some cities have, and obviously most haven't. I mean, I don't know. You're fucking. You you're trying to look for the fucking best looking turd in the fucking. It's yeah. Turd. It's tough. It's tough for me to even fucking think that like a prosecutor is doing something cool. This this comes with a lot of fucking thought and reflection. But go on. I mean, all right. I your average your average person, right, doesn't really think that the, the position of prosecutor shouldn't exist, right? Right. Yeah. You're truly you're right. You're right. And you know, you're no matter who the fucking pros like the popular prosecutor is in a big city, they are, you know, backed by powerful shitty forces. Like in, in most big maybe you know, maybe in, in smaller areas, you know, some some, you know, good you know, fucker and like I don't know, even in big cities, some like surprisingly you know i don't know i don't want to say the goddamn p word but progressive progressive people surprisingly progressive people have have gotten that position and like i'm not gonna say like it's a bad thing that you know that that's how i view like krasner and cities that have voted on like bail like cash bail reform and shit like that right it's not fantastic 
but it's definitely it's definitely something that pisses off the fucking like all these fucking bond companies that have their own like lobbying group man man bail bond bail bonds and can rotten fucking hell yeah we can talk about well actually let's get into that in a few minutes here right to hell (laughs) i don't even believe in hell but they can go there it's real i believe in hell yeah and the bail bondsman who like I don't know. Dog to bounty hunter might go to purgatory. Well, well, unless purgatory is worse than hell, I'm not sure if he should go there. Look, it's a cleansing fire, not a painful one. Then he should go to the painful fire. <laughs> it's dog, bro. He got a the fucking, meth out of Hawaii. A fucking awful person. <laughs> what, the guy whose wife died and then like married a younger lady like six months later? Isn't that Newt Gingrich? Are you, <laughs> no. Are you trying to tell me that guy's a sleaze? <laughs> the guy with the long hair who lives on Hawaii and, like, tells brown people what to do. But, man, no, fuck dogs the bounty hunter. Fuck people who watch dogs the bounty hunter. Fuck cops. Fuck people who watch cops. Yeah, fuck only watch people. Reno 911. <laughs> Hell, yeah. That's the only cop docudrama that's real. It's 100% real. And it displays police incompetence. (laughs) Well, I just think that for as much as fucking shit sucks, it's nice to see places drop the idea of cash bail. Any positive change. And drop the idea of like criminal, like, um, you know, I know the right wingers will be freaking out, but like Washington State's idea to like decriminalize most drugs you know i think those are things that sure they're not what i want which is like hey 90 percent of people don't go to prison right i'm a legalized all drugs guy and i could talk about that for hours yeah it's just that my position is like 90 percent of people in prison especially like low security inmates and shit it's a waste of space especially since most are fucking drug addicts and i say that from experience but i think it's interesting i just think it's interesting whenever someone comes in and proposes at least something fucking different because this system is really like so self-perpetuating um and i don't know bash you know, why don't you explain your problems with the, like, cash bail system and shit a little bit more? You're better equipped for it. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Like, literally, at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense. Because the whole idea of bail is, and a lot of people don't get it, especially, especially people, especially the kind of people who are, like, victims' rights, those fuckers, they don't get it. But But the point is that when you've been accused of a crime, you're not supposed to be punished for the crime. The only purpose of bail is supposed to be make sure you actually show up to court. So it should never be more than someone can afford to pay. But the whole purpose of the bail bonds industry and cash bail itself is to demand that people pay more, people pay more than they can afford to pay. Okay. So they have to stay in jail or pay a private company to get out. And while financing their assets. Exactly. So basically. Exactly. So it serves no purpose. If a rich person is not a is not more of a threat to a public to the is not less of a threat to the public or more of a flight risk than a poor person. 
unless you're real jackass. Yeah, no shit. But you I, shouldn't I, say I, that. <laughs> Every time I've been let out on bond, I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. I had no money. <laughs> I had no money and no prospects. So yeah, that's a good point. I, I I I disagree with it. I think it's fucking stupid. You know what I mean? I think it's fucking stupid that like, listen, I got to tell you, I'll tell you this story on this one because it's a special episode. My highest bond ever uh, was set at a quarter million dollars. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a nice one, right? (laughs) I had violated probation too many times and disappeared. Who did you fucking kill? uh, Nobody. I actually, here's a story that'll be fun for you lawyers. Yo, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Franklin went to the restroom. All right. Yeah. But yeah. um, Franklin's back. Here's a story that'll be interesting to you guys. I'll explain to you my route to prison, I guess. Um, I was on probation for prior felonies. We don't need to get in. They're property crimes, so it's funny. But either way, um, I did the property crimes. I was on probation for that because I was like 17 when I did them. Uh, I got like a DUI in the meantime. And then I was removed from my first felony probation because a new case opened where I was with someone who overdosed. Uh, I called the police. But because I was on probation, I may have gave an inaccurate name. Maybe the last name was spelled wrong. Maybe it wasn't Carrie at all. Either way, I called the ambulance for them and shit. And I said what he did. But I was searched and then like they found my car keys and they searched my car and found his fucking half pack of dope in the door. But either way, when I violated that probation and they put me in on this new charge, they wanted the bond to be $250,000 because they assumed, I don't know, I'm a heroin addict who won't show up. To be fair, I had a, a record of fucking missed appointments. But either way. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, my bond was set. At, they definitely don't care now. This was a different time. I mean, I'm saying the fucking murder, like what these cops did, was fucking murderous. Trying to prosecute someone who calls an ambulance for an overdose—that's murderous. What you're trying to do is saying, next time, let the motherfucker die. That's the message the cops are sending. And given the attitudes cops have on the subject, that's the message they want to send. They want to tear. They want. They wanted to terrorize. They wanted you and anyone who knows you to think twice before they call an ambulance next time. That was the intended message. No, it, the fact that the cops responded to a medical call yeah. is absolutely off base. It you is. know, I would have been fully willing to disclose any information to like uh, EMS or anybody like that, even the fire department. They're not going to run my fucking name. No. They're going to take this person to go get the medical care they need. But that interaction was immediately fucking policed. You know what I mean? Which is basically the summary of like all interactions in the United States, whether it be me lying about my name for a fucking simple thing, or I don't know, children misbehaving in class and then getting put in a box and taken to juvie. Yep. So it's all levels of this shit. Um, I've met I've, I've met a nasty fucking school cop back in the day. Yeah, we have one. He sucked. He fucking made me sit in the office for three hours because I wouldn't let him open my car to see if I had thought. 
but if you just go to Catholic school, you don't have to worry about any of that. Even no, there was nothing like my parents didn't have tuition to bribe them with. We couldn't buy a new music hall, asshole. <laughs> Either way. Dude, the kid, dude, it's it's funny you bring that up because the kids in Catholic school who would like get in the most trouble, like they would be the ones who like took a shit on the gym floor or like, you know, pissed in the new facility. Vito Jr. All they gotta do, all the all the, all the parents gotta do is just fucking write a check and those kids are right back in class. It's yeah. Amazing. It's like fucking uh it's like the Sopranos. It's like when no. you see the Sopranos. It's like fucking um back to school with Rodney Dangerfield when he just buys like a building to get himself in the fucking school. That's what it is. And yeah, that's the whole thing. Like that's like that's what I love too. If you want to uh I don't know if you want to get into this, but like when people talk about like liberal like law facilities and like liberal arts facilities that are like going off the fucking deep end and they're having like segregated proms and shit. I think people fail to realize this is mostly at like elite schools and not a belief held among like the typical law student like you guys. Would you agree? I didn't understand the question. It's just that I think that there's well, how can I restate this? I'll move on. <laughs> Either way. No, I, I got I got I guess I can I can I can answer it in, in, in some degree. I don't know. If you can oh, go, clarify go what the I'm fuck thinking, I just I'm said, go for it. Say. Law students are weird, and that's basically answer any question. <laughs> well, I just think that okay, here's how I'll put it. I think that the most like shitty view of lawyers as like these sort of like corporate protectors and corporate liability watchers and shit. I think that term, like the people who embrace like progressive, like intersectionality and stuff like that. Like I see those like elite schools that turn out like some of like the leading lawyers and, you know, doctors and thinkers, economists or whatever. I see those schools kind of like cranking out those people. And I see that as like how, higher education kind of gets slandered but people don't realize it comes from like the ivy league and shit yeah oh that is definitely true yes like no one fucking likes the u of m students dude the the, i don't know i i I, i'm not gonna fucking bring this person's name up obviously because i'm not even using my using my own name but i i have a friend who is is a marxist leninist the same as me who had the opportunity to go to my school that is the, you know, it, the cheapest law school in the state, but it's also a really good law school. It's not the cheapest law school in the state. It's not the cheapest. It's one of the, it's, it's What's one of the cost? Yeah, it's, it's fine. Whatever, whatever, sure, fuck you. Whatever, it's, it's, it's an affordable law school, right? Yeah. But like I have a comp, like a, a, another Marxist one of his friends who like knew the scenario and like decided to go to the fucking prestigious law school, like, or whatever, like, and now I, I like see this person kind of regretting it, you know, like, oh wow, my professors are literally war criminals. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I warned you about it. I did warn you about the war criminals. It's like going into business, getting your MBA. Yeah, I mean, fuck that. You just have vultures. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing is like, I think people. And I, I don't know. I do have some bias towards lawyers, not you two. 
I but. hate lawyers. I can go on about that forever. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to use the bathroom. Rant about why you hate lawyers. <laughs> go. Yeah, I'll give you some free time. I'll well, be right back. Lawyers are the most the most despicable people probably next to doctors they're kind of in line with doctors in that regard like doctors and lawyers are probably at least in this country in the 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 u.s are the worst people in existence doctors and lawyers are absolute fucking trash like the weird thing is is that if you bring a doctor to a lawyer or a lawyer to a doctor that doctor or that lawyer will behave a lot better, <laughs> right? So, like, doctors and lawyers are natural enemies, like, you know, doctors and other and every other person, and like lawyers and every other person are, are natural enemies, you know. And, and, and basically, lawyers and doctors are the worst of, of people. <laughs> and the way that you cure that is holding doctors and lawyers to the professional standard that they are licensed under. And I think, I believe 36 out of the 50 states in the United States are single party consent states where you can record anybody that you have an encounter with as long as you are, you know, a participant in that conversation. Like I can be recording this conversation right now because of the states that the participants are in are all in this one party consent to record state. But, you know, I also see the recording notification at the top of the Zoom meeting. So I, I already know it. You know, by seeing that and recognizing that, I'm giving consent to it. But anyway, you should fucking always encounter, record your encounters with these licensed professionals. And if they might try to say, well, you can't use this because it's doctor-patient confidentiality. <laughs> or you can't use this because it's lawyer, client, you know, attorney-client privilege. Well, no, fuck that. That's no, it's your yours. That's right? your, exactly. That's your privilege. I love that's that. Your I love it. But <laughs> doctors and lawyers will try to fucking do that. They'll try to be like, oh, you can't use this against me because it's doctor patient confident, you know, confidentiality. That's fucking hilarious. And you said cool. it with me. <laughs> what the of fuck? I yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, what the fuck? It doesn't even make sense. Like, I told you, asshole. <laughs> Hey, you know, doctor-patient privilege goes both ways. Anyway, yeah, anyway, okay. Now, anyway, now that's me, what, yeah, that's why there's so no, many anyway, medical now, lawsuits. Now, now, let me tell you about this about this patient I killed last week. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, if there was real doctor-patient confidentiality, then there wouldn't be so many malpractice suits across this fucking. Country. I mean, I, you know, I just think, bro, we're about to enter a golden age of medical malpractice. Every time you call a doctor hero, you're like, oh man, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, that's well. Don't worry; they'll never call you guys heroes, <laughs> unless you're like defending Trump. But I don't think you want to go that career path. No. So, uh, I guess what I want to say is, I, I don't know. Um, Bass, are you going into private criminal defense, or are you going into public? I want to go into I want to go into public if I can public if I can't get a job that I'll sell for private but the plan is public. I mean that's cool because even I want to say that all private criminal defense attorneys aren't the same. Obvious, you know. I've had some that have given me fair prices. Can we talk off the record? Off the record for a second. As in. 
pause my well, recording. Ideally, we're going to have my friend Bash here be the, you know, public defender, right? And I'm going to be another public defender that works for them. So we each get our fucking $30,000 a year right? <laughs> from, the, from the state of Michigan or whatever, right? But what we really do is we work for the mob and everybody right. makes money. And then we can afford some real public defense for the people who need it. I told you when you guys are ready, I'll Starring chase, Andy Samberg. I'll chase ambulances for you, bro. <laughs> I don't give a shit. That's a job. I feel like and I feel like this is the only movie where you could have Andy Samberg and Nicolas Cage. The only <laughs> one. Oh, we can make we can make this a, a trilogy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what if you do make it into public defense? What barriers do you expect to face that'll like clash with your ideology? You think? I honestly don't anticipate really encountering any. I've, you know, I've worked in that environment before. It's a fairly leftist environment as is. Like, like, it's not really true that public defenders work with the prosecutors to try to make people take pleas they don't want to take. It's not true. So I don't really anticipate much of an issue there. I don't necessarily see them as working with a prosecutor like that. But from my experience is there is pressure to take guilty pleas because the public defender won't devote the resources to like a trial or anything like that. I'm sure that happens sometimes, but like just having seen it from the other side of that, I think a lot of the time bad news is perceived as pressure. I'll take that because most of the time I'm yelling at them. So I don't know. Like, because I've seen, you know, I've seen this from the other perspective and like, I mean, sometimes there, sometimes, you know, sometimes there's nothing you can do and it's not great to have to tell someone there's nothing you can do and it'll look like you're saying I'm not, I'm not on your side, but they are on your side. It's just like, they've got nothing they can do. I've just seen stuff like, okay, your court date is delayed by like two months and like your court appointed attorney has like nothing to say to you about it, you know? Well, then they're fucking up. That's well, that's good to hear because I've seen it multiple times because I, and again, I don't necessarily blame public defenders because I know that the funding is so low that you got, you know, they're basically fucked from the beginning. It's set out to be that way because God forbid you get a legitimate defense in this country if you're poor. Literally, you know. literally god forbid yeah the biggest issue is what we call the trial penalty where it'd be punished worse if you take its trial that's the biggest problem because that makes the epic that makes that you have to basically gamble basically make you play third prisoner's dilemma game oh you want your constitutional rights well you're probably going to go to prison forever if you do yeah yeah that's another thing is like the idea of handing down the harsher sentence if you go to trial and that's what we got to do away with yeah, that's a good point. That's dog shit. Because that's one of the fucking worst things where it's like, even a murderer can be like, well, you can plead guilty and do life in prison or not plead guilty and probably die. Yeah. You know, so I understand. Yeah, that's definitely like a part of the motivation for it is like, oh, well, your options if we go to trial. And, and I understand that public defenders don't necessarily have the resources to commit to like a long trial, especially if they're stuck with someone with like a but violent they should. crime. Or they yeah, they should yeah, yeah, yeah. We I have agree. the money for the prosecution. If yeah. we if we truly think that our fucking justice system is so goddamn perfect, 
that we should have the same amount of money for our prosecution as we do for our defense. So we have, you know, well-funded attorneys on the prosecution side and well-funded attorneys on the defense side. And if our justice system is perfect, like they fucking say it is in the, in the, in the public schools and all the other schools, then, you know, the correct outcome will happen every time. Yeah, you used to have the same size wing as the prosecutors. Well, that reminds me. Anyone who tells you that someone got <laughs> off in a technicality is either is either lying, or they or misleading you. Or as a cop. Yep. While also is misleading you. So yeah. What if I take my keys out when I'm drunk driving, but I'm still wasted, but I'm parked? I can't answer. We can't answer that. Dumped them. Got them. No, I know legal the answer. Moral I know, I know the answer. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the illegal legal advice to say it. Okay, so don't. Do it. Even so, don't do it. Got it. Doesn't We're work. In the state of Wyoming, as far as I'm concerned. I've seen people do it, and it doesn't work. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll, I'll give legal advice. If you think pulling your keys out of your car in your driveway while you're still shit faced is gonna get you out of a charge, uh. Please don't fucking care what they charge you with. I don't. This is true. So, <laughs> in fact, they're they they're they're uh, financially invested in uh, charging you with things that they cannot support because that just means overtime. Yep. And some and some DUI cops are what you'd call true believers. Like they believe they're on a crusade to keep people safe and keep alcoholics off the road. They think they're on a fucking crusade oh, to save the world. Then they clock out and, and they are drive home. And and. and Man, in a cop on a crusade is as dangerous and more dangerous than a cop who's corrupt or just plain evil. Yeah, I, yeah, because they all watch fucking Punisher and Death Wish. Yep. Get the wrong message from them. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's another thing. I, I just guess, I don't know. You guys, you know, I know you're going into law, but what are your main. God damn, I don't want to lead you down a half hour here. What are, what are some of the major critiques you have of the the current American policing system? And let's put it in a progressive lens if you can. Like, what do you think could be done now to legitimately make things better besides giving more money to the public defenders? I know it's a big question. Sorry. Want me to jump in? I mean, uh, whatever. I, I haven't asked. You can go first, though. The first step. Is, the first step. I ultimately, I believe in abolishing police, but the first step is getting rid of is getting rid of the practice of traffic stops. That's the first step. Because traffic stops are what police use to to launch a fishing expedition to whatever they damn well please. So, getting rid of traffic stops is the first step. Getting rid of police unions is a good second step. Ooh, can I ask a quick question? Do you think like the plate scanners and shit are like a violation of the Fourth Amendment? They're not. Damn it. My argument was like it's fucking illegal to just like run your papers. <laughs> if maybe you're in, in your driveway, them. maybe, but not out in public. Yeah. God damn it. Fuck them. Anybody can see it out in public, so that's yep. the way it works. If, if I still hate the plate scanners. Sorry to derail you. No, you're right. It's it's fucking bullshit, but you but it's you know the way it is. Technically legal. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Getting rid of qualified immunity. Ultimately right. have to get rid of police entirely, but traffic stops police unions and qualified immunity. What fucking asset forfeiture? That too. 
Yeah. Although All I right. I see that one being naturally destroyed by getting rid of the other three. Yeah, true. I just do the accountability they have to just like steal shit and be like, yeah, this is ours. They yeah. went to our fucking hot dog barbecue. <laughs> they can fuck themselves. Burn their own at the hot dog barbecue. There's yeah. a you know, there's a there's a local prosecutor around us who is who is going to prison himself for stealing money from forfeiture funds, which is just delightful. And people he try to prosecute are watching him fucking go. First. Yeah, I told one of them. Send, I told one of them. Say send, hey send, hey send this dude a picture of you hanging out in the park once he's in federal prison. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I don't like the idea of prison, but, Me but it's when you see somebody who loves the idea of prison and if it, it's suffer so, the same fate, they fucking... If it becomes poetry, it becomes poetry. Exactly. If it becomes... I don't necessarily... I, I know this will be weird, but I don't necessarily mind the concept of prison. I just have the idea that let's put the right people there. Prison as we know it, I guess. Yeah. I think we can yeah. prison in any form. That's where Davi and I would disagree. Yeah. And but stop like, putting stop putting the fuckers with a million dollars in the ones where they get to play like racquetball. <laughs> it's all right. I hate to get racist here, but what? Truthfully, what it is is the Italians. <laughs> the Italian gangsters will go to prison and then they will get these fucking tennis courts and these they get their salamis and their fucking prosciuttos and their fucking that's, <laughs> I think that's an exaggeration. I, I, I watch Goodfellas. On, yeah, on, on I know. And the guy I watched on YouTube said that's mostly inaccurate. But <laughs> either way, I, I think that. No, but the places where like okay. Bernie Madoff go and shit like that, like those exactly. should be fucking totally abolished. That's where like people like Bernie Madoff should be fucking suffering in the goddamn grueling prisons. No one should be in the fucking grueling prisons. If we have to no, prisons, no, everyone no. should be no. in the people who people who cause like terror. I don't know. Who, people who, well, let's not yeah. even say Madoff because like his crime was stealing from rich people. Yeah. Let's just say that's, like four hundred one k managers. Um, I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm, uh, look, hedge I mean, fund owners. I'm the guy you see in a fantasy movie who get, who gets like lightsabered in the chest trying to redeem the dude with the lightsaber. Yeah, you're Ray. Okay, whomever that is. Bast is now Ray from Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, no, it's just interesting to me that uh, you know the police. It's funny because their role is supposed to be so separate, right? They're technically like a separate, according to the law, they're a separate wing from like the prosecution and shit. That's what the Law and Order theme song tells you every time. I'm putting in the Law and Order theme song parody as your fucking outro. But either way, that's the whole thing is like the prosecution is supposed to like, by the time they get the evidence and proceed to trial, like besides cops testifying, what the cops do should be irrelevant. You know what I mean? But there's still open collaboration with like police investigations and the prosecution and then prosecutorial investigations too. You know, and these things all lead down to like, well, we're going to nail this person down for not being innocent, oftentimes hiding evidence, uh, you know, 
we are allowed to obscure the discovery process because who's going to stop us, the people we work for? One big problem is that there's a whole set of special rules prosecutors are supposed to follow, and they never do, and they just get away with it. They don't have to. They work for the court. You know? And that's the thing is, like, judges do this shit, too. And I, I don't know if you guys have any comment on this, but there was a Waterford judge who was super, like, politically ambitious. And in order to do that, her stance had to be, like, tough on crime. You know what I mean? Yep. She had to, like, shit on – even though she ran, like, a sobriety court, she had to shit on everyone who came – Yeah, yeah. We can get into that in a minute. I hate that and drug court, but – They're both bullshit. Either way – like, this lady was, like, politically ambitious and punished whoever the fuck she could, right? And I see that I see that as, like, a very common characteristic. Um, here in Oakland County, where I live, far away from you, um, <laughs> we have, I think Jessica, I don't know if Jessica Cooper is still the prosecutor. She's not. Okay, who is it now? Thank God. Yep, McDonald's. Okay. But at the same time, when the last prosecutorial race was happening, um, there was people jumping in like, and I'll say this on here, that Irish Catholic fuck Dan O'Brien's wife, Colleen (laughs) O'Brien, was jumping. He's a fucking, that fuck is an orange. I don't care what flag he has in his fucking courtroom. He's a fucking orangish piece of shit. Disgrace. I mean, Elected electing judge isn't going to work in a society where half the population thinks that tough on crime is how is how is how a neutral party is supposed to act. And well, yeah, and it, we can talk about how even in like supposedly neutral races in states like Michigan, uh, I got a little bit to Wisconsin, that though, because no. I I don't think that judges should be fucking appointed by self regulated profession of attorneys, and that's. What, 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 how, how else do you decide judges? That is how I think it should, that is how I think it should be done. Yeah. And I think that's fucking bullshit. Who are we? What can't we consider both? Can't we consider the opinion of, of the fucking, you know, the, the hoity toity goddamn attorneys and also the will of the people? No, yeah, because, I think you should vote for cops no, because, personally. No, because the people think, the people are the ones who think, oh no, this was a heinous crime and the judge let them go and doesn't care that the cops violated the guy's rights because they don't understand the concept of rights. They, all they have is suburban is suburban fear. You know, Bash, you're becoming very authoritarian. <laughs> I said I said I'm an anarchist, not a not a electoralist. Yeah, that's what I heard. Stalinist. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I have a no. joke. I, I have a joke. I tell my Marxist Leninist friends about how I, I can't trust Stalin. I think he would have killed my favorite musician, Chris. Chris Cornell. You no. killed him. <laughs> you sick. God damn it! I have to listen through every second of this again. You pause it. Pause it. We're back from fucking uh, Franklin here, fucking up names. He can't remember his goddamn law partner, Bash. Reckon Meyer. Can't remember my own name. Franklin, Franklin, you're Franklin. 
Page, Franklin, and Bash. I was going to name you guys after characters on L.A. Law, but that shit's dated. <laughs> Everyone knows Franklin and Bash. Everyone. Yeah, I've watched you... it so many times. A whole one time. <laughs> yeah. You I guys. A whole one time. Lawyer shows, right? That's what you guys watch? Uh, we watch one lawyer show. We do. Which one? Better, Better Call Saul. God damn. <laughs> Dude. That's my goal. Because you know what? Better, you know what? I don't know. Something in that show that fucking really just inspired me. Like, I, it, it's kind of corny, but like something that like really just fucking totes my goats, you know, is that at one point, somebody, like, it's like in the first season, so it's not a big spoiler, but like it, at some point, like somebody, like this like rich, like couple, right? Who's like this corrupt cocksucker, right? They're like, <laughs> well, we don't want you to be our lawyer because you're the type of lawyer who only represents guilty people. And like I like heard that I'm like you know what I want to be the type of lawyer who only represents guilty people. I want to represent the fucking you know the people who like that society wants to throw away. Yeah, truthfully, me too. Like, From what I've seen, and I haven't watched much of it, but I'll give Better Call Saul like the perspective was like fuck the traditional thoughts on like, and and it's not uncommon. You know, Better Call Saul is really like a reflection of some of the like more fly-by-night law firms that appear everywhere oh yeah yeah the motherfuckers who advertise it two in the afternoon on like cw50 my cousin vinny's a good lawyer show though good lawyer movie it's yeah the the, uh the john smith of city and state that we see all the time suits is what you suits is like a realistic law show in reverse because everything in that show is as wrong as possible what about la law haven't seen it God damn it. What You're fuck? fucking older than us. Hey, what was that one where uh, Wilford Brimley or something was an attorney? Reno 911. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Again, Reno 911 is the most accurate, accurate police show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's, I don't care. That's a lie. Cops is a lie. Uh, Live PD is a lie. Reno 911 explains exactly how like GED graduates with eight hours of criminal training would handle situations. Yeah, I would say, yeah, don't knock the GED, dude. Me? <laughs> I'm not. I have one, you asshole. Do. <laughs> you do. I have one and I have a fake associate's degree on my resume. <laughs> That's how I live in my world. <laughs> it's what's called being a criminal. You lie. It's fun. But you guys will get used to that. That's your job. But no, I, I, I do find it. No, I think I still think it's interesting, right? Because you guys aren't what I typically think of um, as law students, you know? Um Obviously, you're going to a much different school and a really a kind of more radical area, and you guys participate in more radical act uh, actions and stuff. Yeah, but it's interesting to see. I think that like uh, this is gonna sound fucking lame, but I think like the multiculturalism at the school you guys fucking go to provides a lot of different perspectives on fucking law too. 
it's not the beauty of our the school we go to is need to be forced. We we go to like a a school where I I don't know they they don't need to force diversity. I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense without giving away too many details. But yeah. that's no, that's how I remember it. I remember that I could use to buy crack around the corner from it. <laughs> oh man! And the now you can't. You know, at the first law school admissions event they had, where they took don't give a location away, where they took everyone to a bar, bar people were fucking doing coke there. Hell yeah! The fucking law students, some of the fucking law students were doing coke. Well, I discussed this a couple of times, like uh, with my partner at the time, that when I came down there, you know, we're in our thirties, and it's like I remember coming down here at like eighteen, and. you know, on like Second Avenue, that's in a fucking bunch of cities. So find that yep. assholes. You know, on Second, like where you go down towards uh, an office that we all know. Yes. Yeah, that area. <laughs> that area ruled in like the early two thousands. You could buy like any drugs or whatever you wanted there, and now it's like a cupcake shop and a subway. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's gentrification, bro. Pushing out entrepreneurs. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's interesting because you guys are um it's not even just like, yeah, it's not like international multiculturalism. It's really just the multiculturalism of the state that comes to kind of blend at your university. And even when I was going down there in the early 2000s, I saw that was the same case because a lot of people felt safer to live around the campus because it was such a diverse place. You know what I mean? And I think that was because of the fact that this isn't an elite school. This isn't like a fucking white boy school where you have to jack off on a fucking the skull of Geronimo or anything fucking weird like that. That was my undergrad school. That was my undergrad school. You can't do an undergrad in Skull and Bones, you fucking loser. I'm pretty sure I went to the worst undergrad college in the States. Which one? Uh, You don't have to disclose that. Fuck. Think about it. Think about it. The worst undergrad school. You're asking an idiot who fucking like spent like a half a semester in fucking community college to think about what fuck you. It's near where you are specifically. It's a a four-year college that feels more like a community college than a community college. Ooh, up on wall, the W word road in the hills. Yes. Yeah, I know. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, I fully got it. That place sucks. Yeah. Although I did, although, although I did see multiple people get beaten up over parking spaces there. Yeah, that might be the Midwest, buddy. I don't know. I don't know if I have a better explanation for that one. <laughs> that just might be how we do it in the Midwest. <laughs> parking spaces, masks, uh, looking at your daughter in a Walmart aisle. Those are all serious offenses in this fucking state. Looking at someone else's daughter in the Walmart aisle. Yeah, if you like look at her like because she's in front of the stuff you want, you're clearly trying to put her in a van. What's unclear about that, you fucking dick? 
human trafficking attempt for sure. Yeah, all the time. Uh, every white woman who goes to Meyer to pick up um, the letters to make a live, laugh, love collage on her wall, watch her children. Because as soon as you enter the parking lot, um, a dark-skinned Latino man will put a fake $100 bill under your windshield, and when you reach out to get it, they will murder you and take your children. And for some some reason, they keep putting that email in my spam folder, even though it's clearly pretty important. Yeah, this is science, and uh, it's actually phrenology. We've studied (laughs) the skulls of Latino Americans. And we know they're prone to stealing children from Walmart. So how are you guys going to incorporate phrenology into your law practice? I'm going to bring you on as an expert witness. Dead air. We're going to manipulate the case however however it best suits us. I'm going to get one of those numbered skull thingies from my office. You should start measuring white people's skulls and be like, hey, you have a sloping forehead. I mean, this indicates I'm, Slavic heritage, which means you don't know anything besides alcoholism and communism. The, 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 uh, you're telling me to be skull? Oh, God. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm Jewish. I hear we don't have a great skull shape. <laughs> That's all faked by now. You guys have mixed in. <laughs> Plus, you're protected. There's evangelicals, man. I can't touch you. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, it's it's definitely interesting. That's another fucking interesting thing. It's just like, I don't know. The legal system, too. Do you guys want to talk about it at the higher levels before you guys have to get out of here? Yeah, sure. Because I'd like to talk something funny to me. Um, over the last four years, uh, McConnell and the Federalist Society have basically fucking ripped apart the federal court. And not just the Supreme Court, but like courts at every fucking level on the federal bench, right? Yeah. They've really torn this shit apart. And it's funny to see like people crying that like, oh, the Supreme Court didn't uphold Trump's judgment. Like, can you explain like, hey, the Federalist Society doesn't fucking need Donald Trump anymore and like why these events why these events happen and why securing uh, federal judgeships was a top priority of the GOP Franklin Bash you're about to get canceled yeah I mean, do you do you understand my question? I, I'm, I, I'm I asking, totally like, why it. was this such a high priority, and why do they seem so resigned now that it's done? Because if you plan, because if you plan to break the law, it's good to pick. It's good, it's good to pick the jury first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and these are the these are the seeds that like last for years and years. It's not a fucking president who's you know. At best has four years. Yeah, they put like 24-year-olds on like appeals courts. Exactly. Like, and like these are the seeds that are, I don't know, gonna like keep. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna I'm 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 not gonna come out and fucking like say that Roe versus Wade is in danger of being overturned. Like I don't yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I'm fucking it's not gonna happen. 
It's true. Like the, 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 the power, like the people who are, who have the most power, who have the most power in this country do not want that to happen. No, they, no, they know it's marketably viable. No, no. Yeah. The thing we have to worry about is criminal procedure issues that sound boring that no one understands but are really important. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree. And I, I mean, there's obviously, you know, yeah, why don't you guys go into like, can you guys give me like a, an explanation of just, and again, it's another fucking huge question, but can you guys give me like an explanation of like the tiered justice system? In kind of a concise way. I'm not sure what you uh, what do you elaborately mean by tiered? Because I could I I, could I, I mean there's a there's a difference between like working class poor and middle class, like even lower middle class whites. There's a difference between working class poor, uh, lower middle class whites, upper middle class whites, and then obviously the bourgeoisie. Let me let me start this one. Think about I don't know there's the. the draw a line here the difference between people who who see the problems and even fucking think about lawyer when i don't know when even like in, even now when i'm in law school when i like face fucking problems that i know a lawyer can solve like my my first reaction is like like i can handle this on my own i can make this fucking work without you know like though i know like in reality like i deserve fucking way better than this shit like like, like the law says that I deserve better than this outcome that I'm going to fucking negotiate. I would, right? It's just impossible to negotiate that. It's impossible to get there. And I would, I would say the big one is some people can afford bond if they get charged with crime. Some people can't. I'd say most people can't. That's yeah. money. It's so fucking. It, 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 no one in law fucking denies it. Like it's 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 admitted every step of the way that like it's it's a it's a pay to win scenario. Like no one denies that. Like they just kind of you know wrap it in a way that's a you know liberal liberal and palatable that like the haves and the, I don't know. I would say among people among among most law people I know everyone seems to agree with getting rid of cash bond, but I don't talk to conservative people, so I have no idea. So I don't. So it's a so it's a distorted view. Well, they start to bring up the budget when you start to criticize the morals of it. I know it's like oh fuck that money isn't real. Shut up. I guess, I don't know. We've been going a little over an hour now. So why don't we, um, I don't know. And again, sorry, man, but this is another broad question. But with the combination of progressive movements, people like you entering law, Franklin and Bash, uh, what do you hope is an outcome you... And maybe not just you, but other people minded like you that you say, you know, you have met them, right? So what do you think the outcome that this new brand of sort of leftist oriented lawyers, you know, what should be an end goal for them? And what should be some like moderate term goals? Obviously, like you said, uh, abolishing cash bond and uh, changing the rules around how police officers are prosecuted, but uh, obviously Franklin, you know, you're, you're going to spend some time in private law to pay off your debts, which is somebody in debt also, I don't give a fuck. But um, what do you think are some of the short-term goals we could reach 
like ending cash bond. And what do you think the long-term aim of this new group of more, I won't call them leftists, but I'll call them like more socially aware people enter the legal field from schools like yours? I don't like kind of and fusing the, the, the two the two questions together. I, I think more people I think you're the answer to one of those things is that more people should be fucking lawyers. Is that there it I I hate to sound so philosophical as an answer here, but like the you know, profession of, of attorney has been historically such a fucking huge gatekeeping position that like yeah you know, like unless your fucking dad was a lawyer you know somebody who's got money who is a lawyer like you couldn't be a lawyer they literally invented the bar exam to like stop the poor and the blacks from being lawyers like that's why it exists to stop poor people and black people from becoming lawyers because it costs money to take the bar exam and you know you have to go to the school that you can only get into if you know somebody to be taught how to take that exam. Like that's literally why it was all, you know, in, in, in state. And so I, I, I think that, I don't know, a huge, a huge part of it is, is more people, you know, coming from non-lawyer backgrounds becoming lawyers. Because in reality, like you see people who, who are handling their own fucking cases will look up their own shit and, and fight their own battles and because it, it, it matters to them the most more than anybody else in the yeah. world. No matter what lawyer they hire, it doesn't matter that lawyer as much as it matters to that person. They're going to look it up and they're going to fucking bust their ass more than any attorney that they hire. And if they, you're in cahoots with a fucking attorney who has that experience and it's somebody who's passionate about like, oh, I, I, I fucking looked up this, this, and this. And they have an attorney who can be like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. I didn't know about this. Like well, what you said, you know, you know, A, B, and C were, were, were great points, but X, Y, and Z were a little off the mark. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. You know, you know what I'm fucking... I just, yeah, I just think it's unfortunate the defense falls on the fucking inmate with limited resources. Exactly. It does. I took a class in, in, in prison when I was in college, right? Like, where it was, you know, it was half college students and, and half inmates, and like, I don't, like you, you people like they were supposed to, you know, people weren't supposed to talk about their personal history, but of course, everybody did. And like half the inmates who were like telling their stories were like, Yeah, I literally I stopped my my friend from raping a girl, and like I'm in prison now, he's walking free, or you know, it's it's it's, it's just like shit, sensible shit that like people get end up in fucking prison for because they try to do the right thing and think that they can, you know, win in trial, which they should win in trial based on the facts, but you know, they don't fucking know the know the, the judge or know the prosecutor so they can't actually operate on a case on a built case that they built for themselves and i would say for me i'm more of a change the world for one person at a time perspective than a change the world as a whole right away type person so that's what i'm focusing on fair enough well i think i would say that leftist lawyers aren't really anything new per se like there's a national lawyers guild which is a, oh, yeah which is very far left yeah, and there's definitely been more involvement over the last couple of years. Um, obviously, anybody, you know, most people listening to this who've been outside in their life um, have run in with the NLG, which I think does provide a, <clears throat> a crucial service. But at the same time, even more has to change because even the NLG uh, observers come under attack by police officers in the harshest situations. 
Which is funny when people complain about like the capital insurrection and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Because and we've we've yeah. spent a whole summer watching journalists, uh literal like lawyers and fucking yeah. even like city and like state representatives. Yeah, and, and fucking like, tear gas by cop. And I can tell you those NLG observers, they hate it when they're rushed by a phalanx of riot cops. Who they really it? hate it. Yeah, who isn't? Not a fun experience. <laughs> I've been tear gassed by him multiple times. It's funny, but it's not fun. But well, no, I get out of it okay. I I definitely admire it. Um, you know, like I said, you know, uh, I understand Franklin's here desire to pay off his debt because debt is. I don't know. Anybody listening to this knows what fucking debt is. It's duck dick. Not to pay all off. Just pay off enough of it so, you know, the, the Italians leave me alone and all that. Good I mean, there's no Italians loaning you money, you fucking historical revisionist piece of shit. I mean, friends with responsible guys with a sense of self preservation. I want to pay back the government enough to where they'll lend me more money. Yeah, there. And, I, the yeah, and I'm pretty and, I, and I'm pretty happy to drive to drive my car up the side of a of a running of an active volcano because I think I got snow tires. I'll go for it. Fuck it. Your lawyers. Hey. That volcano. That gonna pay. Hey. What do you guys call a busload of lawyers on the moon? Fucking. Brilliant. A good, start. a good start. I mean, you make a good You never point. heard that? That's like I mean, a 30 year old lawyer joke. That's, you a, fucking converted, that's a converted racist I mean, joke. Shit. Honestly, there will be a good thing that once we have lunar colonization established to the point where they need 100 lawyers, that'll be a great day for mankind. No, put them all on the moon. It's good start. Yeah. Like I said, busload of lawyers on the moon is a good start. Tell that to all your and, prick and law school friends. In a perfect world, I would be a public defender at the first Martian colony. Jesus Christ. But I'm not optimistic that I'll get that chance. What? Under a privatized court by Elon Musk? No, that's no fun. That's you no can fun. move to East Reno, you motherfucker. That's no fun. I don't want to go to Elon Musk jail. You can go to Bitcoin City in East Reno, Tahoe area. Oh, fuck that. No. Oh. Yeah, how dare you? That's our Neom. Blockchain. City of Blockchain, Nevada. <laughs> yeah, that's going to rule. They collect taxes. They provide services. That's a fucking preview of the neoliberal hell that's coming hey, let's, in all let's of just throw, Let's just throw in an out-of-nowhere fuck Amazon. I thought that they were supposed to have no a tax-free society if it was the libertarians in charge. Nope. What they're doing is they're putting a blockchain... Well, the proposal Private is to put... companies can charge taxes as long as it's not called the government. I get it. Blockchain administrates their whole area. That means like garbage, pickup, sewage, whatever. It's on them. <laughs> That's the future. It's about time. Eventually, you two will be appearing in uh, McDonald's court, Bass Pro Shop court, whatever. Whoever has the most my pillow court, you guys will definitely be in front of a my pillow tribunal. <laughs> Enjoy that. But either way, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I admire it because, like, it, it's such a fucking. 
it's perceived as such a bourgeois profession, right? Lawyers like you are not counted among like what people think of when they think of lawyers. Because even like the apolitical ones, as you guys mentioned earlier, think of like, oh, here's a career where I make like a hundred grand a year at my dad's part. You know, I'm a partner in my dad's law firm. Yeah. So I think it's it's definitely nice to hear. I'm actually really impressed by like the schooling system. I'm impressed that it's fucking not encouraging this shit, you know? Because most legal schools at like higher end universities encourage you not just to move into like local politics, but they also encourage you to become like legal advisors for like the top lizard people. The top lizard people. Yeah, we'll call them that. You know who I'm talking about. It's not anti-Semitic, so don't go there, everyone. <laughs> it was just a, a euphemism I threw out. But either way, I, I, I think that's what most people think when they think lawyer, right? It, it's someone unobtainable. It, it, the proper defense is unobtainable to them. Yeah, it's un- unthinkable. Yep. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, I don't, I, you, I, I hate to fucking, oh God, I fucking hate talking like this because it makes me sound like a fucking, like, lawyer who's on his, high, his goddamn high horse, but there's truthfully things that you fucking wouldn't think of unless you fucking went to law school and, like, some yeah. jackass told you, like, oh, yeah, these things exist, right? Like, these aren't reasonable things that a reasonable person would think of, like, for the most part. In most situations, a reasonable person can could should be able to get themselves through a fucking like legal conundrum, right? But the fact of the matter is that like places won't take them seriously unless a lawyer is present. And, That's like, true. The presence yeah. of a lawyer like does make a night and day difference in a lot of situations. But aside from fucking that, like they're for the most part like re, like most average fucking schmucks can like reasonably you know deduce their fucking legal problems right but there's just certain fucking weird shit that you don't know about unless you fucking have a network of lawyers that all know about this weird we're self-governing right like we write the law we decide how the law works we decide who gets to decide how the law works like it's all fucking it's it's a big old lawyer club it truly is no there's definitely like no protection and like no time allotted to public defenders to like seek out a proper discovery and that's such a big problem prosecutors they 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 get fucking all the time in the world before they even fucking and they hide shit you know they're historically proven to hide shit that fucking doesn't benefit them. That's why, this, that's why the fucking Innocence Project exists. Literally. You know, for all its faults, like, that's why these things exist, because, like, these prosecutors don't... Again, their motivation is conviction rates, because these are politicians. That's what they yeah. At the end of the day, I'll say the worst are the true believers, the ones that think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, they're just, but at the end of the day, whether it be like the hard nosed judge or the shit prosecutor who recommends like a higher sentence than the court and your like defense and your probation officer offers, 
like the judge who goes for like a harsher punishment than that, you know they're like politically ambitious. And here, let me tell you the story of my judge that gave me uh, my second DUI, actually. He was a district court judge, and she was an absolutely vile person who loved sending people to jail for, like, relapsing and shit like Thanks that. Um, I'll message you who it is after. I think I know who it is. Uh, you probably do. Either way, this lady was like a draconian fucking asshole. Um, but you'll get it from this story, actually. Her husband was a judge in Macomb County. And she could not um, advance any farther in Oakland County's seats, right? He was a district court judge. She was obviously politically ambitious by her tough-on-crime bullshit. And her husband lived in the other county. So she could not run for circuit, George, uh, circuit judge here. She left to Macomb County, went and worked in private practice for a while, and then ran for circuit court judge, and I believe came in sixth or seventh. Either way, it's embarrassing. But... This is like the type of it, the type of both judge and prosecutor that you run along quite frequently. The people who have higher ambitions, you know what I mean? Yep. And I think that's like a. There's a mix in me that thinks like, okay, yes, these should be political positions, but also, they're not politically impartial no matter what they tell you right especially in a state like this where you vote for like your supreme court justices at a state level right yeah these people aren't apolitical despite what the fuck they tell you i mean if you vote for a judge who got like a million dollars from the federalist society in their campaign that's not politically neutral these people clearly aren't like um like they say, they're not ideologically invested or whatever. But these right-wing judges, I, I don't know if it's because of the overall feeling in the United States or what, because it's like 1970s fucking tough on crime, like Nixon shit has carried over so much in the conservative movement. I worry that people don't understand the fucking... And it's crazy, too, with, like, the opiate crisis and shit. People fail to understand that these are, like, their relatives or people in their community or people they were close to, people they worked with, who are all being affected by, like, an artificially produced epidemic or who are intentionally being driven into poverty as gentrification takes hold and then they're being over-pleased. Like, I just don't know what steps we can take from here to at least curb those abuses. Because the idea of, like, broken windows policing and shit like that still persists. It does. I don't know. You're kind of, uh, you're stuck, kind of have a stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. 
sorry. But uh, no, it's just that, that there has to be an end to it's not just the prosecution, right? There has to be a complete overhaul of how, if not the police departments, would you agree that there has to be a complete overhaul of like how the prosecution um, accepts evidence from the police departments and how valid they consider it? Yeah, they need to start stop working together the way they did. They need to stop being collaborators. Right. Yeah, they're not, they shouldn't be on the same team, but they are. But I mean, like, They're always going to be. Like, of course they're fucking going to be. Yeah. Because yeah. of the kind of people who joined who said to be a prosecutor. There's money to be believer. made. There's money to be made, too. The and again, is- being the fucking hard-nosed prosecutor, that's a fucking step up next time you fucking run for something. Yep. I think that's like a real... shit. Contagious strain in our legal system, which makes me almost it, it makes me agree with Bash here. It's hard to say, like, electing these people in majority, like, reactionary areas and jerry rigged districts and shit like that. Typically, like, the tough on crime candidate comes out on top, you know. You want you want to judge is only appointed by other people who went to school, who have a license and maybe be a judge. Well, they're total pieces of dog shit. They're politicians. I mean, right. honestly, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. At the end of the day, they're fucking politicians. When they're being a prick to you, that's like a check mark on their fucking little shitty bedpost of how awful they can be to poor people. And honestly, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't imagine a system would be great where we elected surgeons. No, we should oh. elect cops. I don't know. Let's try electing surgeons, actually. That might be fun. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You fuck. Fuck on cancer, dude. A bunch of Q pillow fucks <laughs> will, like, they'll steam in on that vote. Listen, this is a fucking culture that, like, hey, what do we name our new boat, people? And then everyone votes on it and they just call it, like, big black cock. You know, I'm not playing in that honestly, fucking like. Honestly, some lawyers should try running for judge, but first change the name to Judge McJudge Face. Yeah, exactly. That kind of shit. No, but I, I don't think I don't really have an, another solution. But I don't think prosecutors should be like a political position because when they do that, their their platform is always like, "Look how shitty I was to all these poor people." You understand? Yes. Yeah. It, it's always like, hey, look how fucking shitty I was and how, like, I wouldn't let poor people out of jail. And I ran a sobriety court. And, oh, the first time somebody, like, missed an appointment or, like, blew, like, a point zero four, Yeah, that's some jail time. So it's very punitive. I blame Mothers Against Drunk Driving for one I- thing. Yo, I hate Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yeah, they're pieces of shit. They are. I call them Mothers Against the Fourth Amendment. They're, yeah, they're, that's a whole... I'll, I'll have you back on for a couple things uh, here, Bash. Let me just say one thing. Did you know that the founder of Mothers Against Drunk Driving quit because she thought they were becoming too crazily anti, anti-alcohol? No, I didn't. I'm not shocked. 
They're, I feel like they're a lot like modern day prohibitionists. They are. They are modern day prohibitionists. It's what they are. Yeah, it, it doesn't shock me. It just the whole idea of like, oh, we're gonna lobby for like shittier laws to punish people. I know, like such fucking assholes. And I know, I, I get the risks of like drunk driving. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's endorsing drunk driving. I get that. I've met people serving like fifteen years from like drunk driving incidents where they killed people, and you know. Yeah, no, yeah, no one's it's saying unfortunate. it's unfortunate. No one's yeah. saying it's okay to drive drunk. It's just that there's no point in adding more pain into this universe. No, once you arrest somebody for driving drunk, telling them like you're gonna have to blow in a breathalyzer in your house for two days and uh, for ninety days you have to take breathalyzers that you can't afford because we know we just put you in jail and you have no job. You have to continue to do this and you have to continue to make meetings, even though you have no transportation, you have to make board appointments twice a week. So you can be, I don't know, three hours late for work. It's all over the place. Can't make it. Well, pay us an arm and a leg and we might just forgive you. That's, it only works in certain situations. Drug courts are intended to let to let prosecutors and judges beat people the fuck up while patting themselves on the back for being compassionate. Oh, absolutely. And the drug courts, I'll tell you my experience in the Oakland County drug courts. It was, here's the board, right? There's a judge. For the men, it was... Uh, and... The thought process was if you lie or if you fuck up punishment is inevitable and then rehabilitation will be offered right it was first you go through the fucking punishment that will make you more bitter towards the state and then we're going to put you in a rehab that we pay like the bare minimum Sounds about right. Makes no yeah. makes no sense. It's just they can keep beating people up and feel but pat themselves in the back for it. That's all it is. And well, the rehab system, much like the prison system, has no like re-entry program. There's no solid like course to like put you back in society. At best, you get like a job from at the strip mall down the road. But but either way, the mob, so you yeah. get taken care of when you're out. Yeah, they give you like a coupon for value world. Suck my dick. Fuck you. Any, anyway, to wrap it up, I mean, uh, I guess like running back over the first question, like Bash here, he's going into public defense. What are your goals for the first few years that you're working in a really like a, a department that's under attack. Like I said, I'm just gonna do the best I can to help people the best I can. Like, you know, that's that's what makes me feel comfortable. That's what I feel like I can do good. So well, I'm I'm glad you're a workaholic. <laughs> you're gonna need it. And you so people, what do you expect? Yep. The last thing for Franklin, then I'll ask you both a kind of joint question. I would say, Franklin, what the fuck, um, you know, like you said, you want to get out of debt, which, dude, I get it. We all do. I hate my debt. 
Um, but do you think that, well, you say you wanted to be a private investigator. Do you think that you'll move into that as you go on? Do you think that'll be, I think it'd be a good role for you, honestly, as somebody who knows you personally, it sounds fucking badass. but, um, do you think like, you know, obviously you don't want to become like the sleazy fucking PI who's just like following women to motels. Right. I mean, honestly, the the way I guess I see it is that I don't mind being the sleazy dude who fucking catches rich people cheating on their spouse, right? I told you I'd chase ambulances for you, bro. Right, exactly, right? Like, I have no problem making making money off of, you know, rich people cheating on each other who want to hire me to catch them doing it, right? Like, that's fine. Good point. But, like, like, I I would do that in order so I can, like, you know, I don't know, reach out in a guardian ad litem situation where I like, you know, see a, a fucking kid is being represented by a lawyer that this kid's never met in court, right? And I can do some fucking you know, pro bono investigation work and figure out, okay, no, this guardian ad litem is being fucking paid off by the goddamn kid's, you know, parents, family or whatever. Find out yeah. the Nigerian who's been taking my money. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I was making up a hypothetical that I haven't seen before, but I've seen it. I, I don't know. Well, no. Either way, I think it's impressive. You both want to go into public defense or criminal defense at some point. Um, Legal aid just fucking yeah. How many people who don't fucking have. Like, I don't know how many times you hear your family, like, you know, talk about a problem and it's like, oh, fuck, you know, I wish I knew a fucking lawyer. Like, to be honest, to dude. Guy, like, you're like, hey, I'm that guy. Yeah. Make your money from the PI firm to do your pro bono, like, legal cases. That's what I'm saying. That's your fuck dream. It. That's but pretty yeah. dream. <laughs> so, as you guys prepare to enter, man, we'll call it a workforce generously. Um, as as you guys prepare to enter law uh i guess we'll wrap it up with this what are what are your kind of greatest ambitions for where you guys are going i mean what would you like to see change what would you like what do you think you can contribute to in changing this and what would you guys like to see come out of your careers i want to see every michigan fucking attorney i just i I, want to push in michigan i want to Whoops. Well, I rev- yeah, I'm in Michigan, whatever. It's, uh, there's I, a I, lot I, of schools. Yeah, whatever. I want to see Michigan stand living. I want to see us adopt the fucking requirement of pro bono service of legal aid because we're one of the only states that doesn't do it. And I don't know. I just, I want to see the culture of the profession change from this, you know, prestigious hoity toity fucking blue blood position to literally attorneys are licensed by the state, to, licensed by the people, paid, you know, they're, you know, receiving tax money to, to fund all their fucking operations and that. I want to see attorneys become a servant of the people rather than this fucking, you know, hoity-toity profession that's sort of above your average schmuck. Because sure. attorneys aren't smart people. They're just, you know, attorneys. They're good memorizers, you fuck. Exactly. They're fucking monsters. <laughs> How about you, Bash? So, I'm going to so. So my, at this point, my biggest dream in my profession is to have something that I recently saw happen in real life. I want to be the one that, that does it because it was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. 
I want to have, I want to get, get a murder charge dismissed against someone. And then the prosecutor goes to jail. Cause I just saw that happen in real life and I want to do it myself. Yeah. Fucking badass. The prosecutor is the one who ends up in fucking I want, I, I want, I want to be the lawyer involved in that. Cause I saw that happen and that's just like fucking like, that's the, that's so fucking cool. Yep. More seriously. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to enable some people to be happy and out of their lives and ultimately ended, if not literally ended, figuratively ended by an encounter with the legal system. I want to prevent that for a few people. If I prevent it for one person, I'll feel like I, it was all worth it. No, I agree. There's just the rats in the justice system should be flushed out. And again, that's why I like people like Krasner in Philadelphia, even though he's not perfect. Uh, if you do something that pisses off like 30 prosecutors enough to like throw their tchotchkes in a box, you know, that's a step forward to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I. If any prosecutor is going to fucking go out there and like make people's lives, you know, measurably better than the other prosecutor who would have been. I mean, it's not like I can, you know, say, well, you're, you know, there shouldn't be a prosecutor, so fuck you for you know making things better. Like, okay, yeah, I agree. There's maybe maybe the idea of a prosecutor is a bad thing, but better have somebody who's not gonna you know throw the book at your average you know schmuck who didn't really do much wrong. Rather, yep. Than... Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. We're getting kind of late here, but I'd like to do this again with both of you at some point. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. And Bash, I'm going to get you on how you went from a fucking GED graduate to a law student. Yeah, people like that story. Hell yeah. The right wingers won't. That's he was a fucking diversity in. acceptance at the, at the law uh, school. Affirmative yeah. action. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we I know think that's what why happened. they gave the Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pretended you were Native American to take the scholarship <laughs> from somebody else. <laughs> We know, we know how these schools work. You probably said you were LGBT too, huh? <laughs> Full scholarship. Boom. No questions asked. But no, this has been a great talk. I, this has been interesting. I'm glad to hear from you guys because I, I do, I, I like both of you, man. So I, I do believe that like, man, for fucking lawyers, you guys, you guys seem like you're going to be all right. I think your ideological backgrounds go into it. And honestly, I'd like to have both Franklin and Bash here on separate episodes to talk about how they got to these points and talk about their ideologies, which we'll arrange in the future. But okay. yeah, thank you guys for coming. If you have any closing statements, feel free. Fuck the goddamn just fuck lawyers and professionals in general fuck them all like don't trust them from a law student folks don't like don't don't forget that the attorney client privilege is yours record your yeah yeah. what the fuck record your fucking meetings with your attorney and your doctor that's for you to decide whether or not you want to disclose not for them yeah they're fucking acting on a line that's for you to decide whether or not you want to show them it's not up to your doctor if you tell your grandmother you have like cystic fibrosis. <laughs> exactly. I'll don't just, let those fucking hoity toity state licensed professionals tell you what to do. I'll just say that lately my slogan's been fight like hell. Fight like hell. Right on, man. 
It was great having you guys, Franklin and Bash. There's going to be some beeps where Bash's name got dropped. Don't worry about bleeping my name. Really Please bleep fine. mine. Yeah, bleep. You're fine. I'm going to bleep them both, you fucking assholes. <laughs> good bleep. Good bleep everyone. This is listen to in Detroit, so I'm not going to fuck you over. But either way, thanks for coming. Um, I definitely want to have both of you back on like individual sessions, though. Too. Oh, yeah. All right, sounds good. All right, great, dude. Uh, yeah, this has been another bonus episode of The Left of This Dead, joined by my esteemed law colleagues, Franklin and Bash. You can catch them on uh, Hulu on USA Reruns. <laughs> I encourage it. That's true. And uh, once you watch Franklin and Bash, I would also encourage you to watch Rat Race with Breck and Meyer. <laughs> oh, so good. As I said in the intro, this was a, a defining film before we lost our innocence when uh, George Bush blew up the towers in New York. But <laughs> 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 I couldn't keep a straight face for that. God damn. Either way, he did it. Someone did. Prince Faisal, I don't care. Pin it on somebody. But these two will be back to tell me their individual uh, political views. And I thank them both for coming on tonight. This has been a, a nice like bonus episode bullshit session, dude. So thank you, guys. All right, buddy. I'll see you later. All right, man. That was a, you know, solo episode of The Left is Dead for you with a couple of my friends, um, Franklin and Bash, who will be back separately, I believe. Uh, Jake will be back next episode. Um, Power is back on in Portland as of the time of this being posted. Um, as always, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, um, make sure to follow give us a review uh, rate us also we have a patreon and a website will be available in the upcoming weeks which we will keep you guys informed on so please uh, make sure to check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms check us out on social media um, we have the left is dead on facebook as well as uh, the Left is Dead Twitter account, which is the Left is Dead One. So at the Left is Dead One. And again, check us out on all your podcasting platforms and be sure to visit our Patreon where we'll be posting exclusive content sometime in the near future. So thanks again for listening and we will talk to you guys next episode. Une vie les filles à mes pieds mais je veux pas Non je veux pas Je veux pas travailler Je veux pas travailler Je veux pas travailler Non je veux pas Mais non je veux pas Je veux pas travailler